Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Pope, and of course, The Modler is with us as well. We take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Pope. Thanks, Mug. Warms the cockles of your heart hearing that jingle again, just really sort of soothes you know, and you know it's Tuesday night, you know it's time to talk Barefoot Punter. So lovely to have the jingle back in yeah. week four of the podcast had, this year. I had to dig, uh, dig deep into the files to find that one, Pope, after a little bit of heckle off off Twitter as to where it actually was. So I've pulled it out this week and, and away we go. And hopefully the modeler enjoyed that. And it's a big, big welcome to the program to him. Lads, good to be here. Um, yeah, I feel like I've really made it now. I've had the jingle and the sign-off last week, so, so it's been a big, big couple of weeks. Over here. Very, very good, boys. Well, round one uh, has been run and done, and uh, and we've put another round of NRL in the books on the weekend. What was happening over in the NRL, boys? Because I know I was very consumed uh, with AFL action, so bring me up to speed. Well, points are at a premium is probably the main takeaway. Muggin. Betting terms, all eight games went under the point line. So I know, so we've missed that. We've, we've missed that again, have we? Didn't quite see that happening, to be honest, in week two. I thought there'd be a regression of the main, so to speak, in terms of point. But that's held up for two weeks in a row. No weather to be seen really across round two either. So it's all game-related reasons why, why points are down. And as we touched on last week, it's a more condensed competition, which is which is fun. It's been probably two years since we've had um, less of a disparity between the middle of the road teams and the better teams. So we've seen close games, average margins down by about seven points on last year already. So it's, a, it's been a good competition, of course, for the first two rounds. I've enjoyed it. Very good. And uh, what did you see with your eyes, Modlo? Anything catching your eye over in the NRL? I know we spoke uh, just a little moment about the Storm game. Uh, yeah, that was a cracking game at the end. So... Uh... Yeah, the Rabbitohs coming back with Latrell Mitchell's absolute roost from about 40 out and, you know, probably would have cleared the goalposts if they were 10 metres back. So that was a good way to set up um, uh, Golden Point there. And, yeah, it was, um, you know, had a slight edge on the Rabbitohs, so it would have been nice if they got over. But, you know, the plus covered a, at a small edge too. So at least, you know, that was good to see from a, from a modelling perspective. Very good, and uh, and over in the uh, in the AFL rather, we um, we had a great kickoff to the to the season, and um, you know some big big games. The the Richmond, I was there. Well, I was there at the first two games. Uh, I was a little bit flat after the first game. I must admit, the Melbourne Doggies, the game was a bit flat. The crowd was a bit flat, and I was sort of thinking, gee, is this it? Is this is this footy post COVID? Um, but my faith in AFL. Football and AFL passion was restored on the uh, the next night on the Thursday night because that felt really good being at that at that game with that crowd. And on, I tell you what, Pope, I reckon the I'm going to say it. I think the Blues fans are actually the loudest AFL fans. Uh, the energy there the other night when um, the Blues were putting a bit of stink on on Richmond in that final quarter. They wanted blood, those Blues fans. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of anger and a lot of frustration built up in that crowd. And, uh, yeah, it, it was something to be a part of. So, But we had a great, great round of, of AFL. And, uh, yeah, it's just 
fantastic to have it back. Let's have a little uh, look backwards at some betting review. Um, Zav Pinnock, I think I'm saying his name correctly there. He's a long-time listener uh, and a good friend of the program. He was posting up some great bets um, over the weekend uh, from things that he'd taken from the barefoot punter. And um, I think that's testament to what was happening over in the NRL. You boys had the consensus bet on the Sharks, I believe, Modler. And that one, uh, that one got up uh, at plus money. So that was great. Um, you had the, um, the dogs just missed. So we missed the consensus bet there on the dogs. Um, but Modler, you were also putting up the Cowboys and you're also putting up the Dragons. And both of those uh, either got home or covered. Um, so well done, mate. Great start. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, the um, the Cowboys one pretty much went to, to script, really. I had them about $1.40, $1.50, and, and, you know, they won quite easy in the end. So if, uh, you know, you happen to get on, you know, margin bets on the, on the side as well, you, you would have done well. I think it was about $6 for the 13-plus, and if you happen to get 19-plus, it was about $11, $12 as well. So, so yeah, good going there by yeah. Cowboys. Nice stuff, man. And over in the NRL, uh, I put up the blues. I was pretty happy to take on the Tigers there. Um, what else did we have, Pope? Oh, the Cats. I, I didn't really officially put it up on the program, but um, but if you were listening to carefully about some of the things I was saying, you, you might have taken the Cats. And um, and I was putting up Freo. We probably didn't quite get the line movement, but hopefully, again, if you're listening carefully and you saw my uh, tweet on my tweet that you might have uh, looked to take them maybe a bit lucky in the end but you take your luck don't you and uh, Gold Coast uh, as we saw on the Sunday were too strong um, for West Coast and actually uh, there was a little margin there I think they ended up getting the 25 points in the end so uh, if you're able to to grab a little margin there that might have been a, a nice little fill for you on a Sunday evening so I think a pretty good round of, of betting boys uh, hopefully the listeners uh, got involved in some of that so we might have taken a bit of money off uh, our sponsor on the weekend. Uh, Top Sport uh, are, are our sponsor, and we're proudly uh, brought to you by them. Top Sport have been in the caper for over 30 years. Tristan and the guys, they run an absolutely fantastic model there. They will take your bet. They're one of these bookies that are happy to take on the punters. They're not going to you know, cancel you after you've had a win or anything like that. They're a proper bookie and um, I'm very proud to be associated with them. One thing I will say about Top Sport too, Pope, when it comes to prop betting, I, I think a lot of people think some of the other brands uh, when the props come up, but Top Sport uh, quite often will have really strong lines when it comes to your under and over uh, disposal betting in the AFL. So guys, if you are thinking about betting some disposal lines, Make sure you get in there and just have a look at Toppy because they are putting us up, up some really good stuff um, on the weekend. All right, Pope. Well, let's uh, let's get stuck in and we'll uh, we'll kick off with some AFL. We've got a couple of big games on the Thursday and Friday nights to kick us off, respectively. It's um it's the Dogs uh, hosting the Blues at Marvel Stadium on the Thursday night, and we've had some significant line movement in quite a few games. Uh, this round, uh, which is which is really interesting to see. Um, so, Pope, this one started up at eight and a half, and now we're out to four, uh, 14 and a half at Toppy. So we've, we've had a bit of movement there. Surprise, surprise, Mark, that it's moved that far? Uh, probably a little bit, given that the news on Bont isn't out. I'm starting to think, is that news 
sort of known in some circles and the market is just slowly uh, ticking up on the back of that. Um, I still think it's probably got a few more points in it if he is named. Um, I had it closer to three goals. Um, so, and that was assuming that the bond plays. So there's probably still a little bit more in that, but you're really taking the gamble. If he doesn't play now, you're, you're, you're out the other way uh, if he doesn't play. So I probably just have to sit on the sidelines now. I, I've missed the price. We've missed the price uh, at eight and a half. So um, I can't, I can't really come at that one, unfortunately, um, but it should be, should be an interesting game. Was there any re-rating from you on the Bulldogs after their performance last week, Mug, or they were valiant enough in defeat that you still think they're going to be a contender? Yeah, pretty similar, I think, after the grand final. Like, the Dogs were still in front about halfway through the third quarter in that game against Melbourne on the weekend, and um, and Melbourne just pulled away late. Um, Doggies are still a good team, and they're going to still beat... Uh, a fair amount of other teams. So I didn't really um, dock them too much for that, Pope. And and I probably on the other side of it, I don't really uh, re-rate Carlton that much more either based on the fact that I think they did what I thought they were going to do, which was beat Richmond. So I don't really adjust that uh, too much. I think the dogs will be too good um, for Carlton and that's why I was keen to get them. But that line movement now probably can't get involved. Modler, did you? What do you see there with your numbers? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a very slight edge on the doggies. I've looked them about a dollar forty, but with that, yeah, Bontempelli question mark, I'd, I'd probably be happy enough to to shoulder that one. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'll leave that alone. I think. The other uh, big game on the Friday night now, you know, with coming out of the weekend now is Sydney taking on the Cats. So Sydney SCG Friday night hosting Cats. Uh, opened up at six and a half, and uh, it's just just come back in slightly to uh, four and a half, favouring the Swans. Um, I've got it sort of an even money game, so my lean would be to the Cats at the plus money. Um, but it's not; I don't have a really strong lean. Cats are going to get back some 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 decent uh, cattle, um, so they're going to have a good team to choose from. Um, it's probably just one that I'm going to sit back and uh, have a look at it. So I don't really have a I'm not going to probably bet in that one. Modlow yourself? Yeah, I'm likewise to you, Mark. I've got the very sort of slightest lean to the to the Cats here. I've got them probably about a two-point favourite. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'll, I'll probably leave that alone. Yep, cool. What, uh, what, would, what would SCG home ground advantage be worth, Mug? Uh, uh, versus the Cats? Yeah. Experienced team, um, I'd probably say about six points. Uh, it's not a lot. It's not a massive um, trip up there. As I say, the cats are pretty experienced. You know that maybe four to six uh, couldn't be much more than that. I don't think. Um, and actually, this the, the Swans actually performed pretty poorly there um, over the last twelve months, uh, eighteen months. So it hasn't been as strong as an advantage from as it what ha- has in their previous era. So um, yeah, I, probably about four or six there, Pope. Um, just last to finish there, Mug, with that rating, you that's roughly saying both teams are on equal footing in terms of how they're rating this year's competition. You think that is about right? Um yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's about about where it sits. Um if we uh if we have a look uh now to the next game, Pies Adelaide, I'm just gonna jump straight over that one again. I think that that market has moved. Um, to where I probably thought it should be. So we've missed the price on that one uh, there for the, for the pies. 
And look, Rory Laird could still come back. So if Laird comes back in, uh, there's a bit of movement to come back the other way, I think. So look, I, I don't have a whole heap of uh, betting interest there. But the game I do like here, Pope, and, um, and I know you talk about this uh, a lot, the recency bias, um, is the Brisbane uh, versus uh, Essendon game. So uh, this one's at Marvel Stadium. Um, so Essendon's home game. And this one opened up at minus 12 and a half Brisbane. And now he's ticking out 16 and a half. Toppy have got it. Um, I like Essendon here. Stringers come, comes back in. Langford goes out, which, you know, that's a bit of a, a miss for them. But I don't think Essendon overexerted themselves on the weekend. And I think they get a little bit of a, a reality check and a bit of a slap in the face. And Brisbane had a pretty tough slog up there in the conditions, potentially lose Zorko. They're still talking about that he might play. I, I don't see how, if you go off with a calf or an Achilles complaint, you know, through the third quarter, I'm not sure how you can play the following week. But um, anyway, there's a chance that he misses. I don't mind uh, the 16 and a half here, Pope. So I'm, I'm happy to put that one up. I just think if you think about the end of the year, um, I just don't have that, those two teams that far apart. And uh, I think it's a bet. Yeah, like it, Mung. If this game, a week ago, if you were rating this game, what do you think it would have been prior to, obviously, SM's performance last Saturday? Uh, before that? Oh, well, I guess this is the thing, Pope. This is like, I don't, you know, dock Essendon too much. Uh, so me personally, I, I don't have it a hell of a lot um more, more different from where I have it now. And I guess that's the whole point that I'm trying to make. The, the, the market is overreacting in the moment to what Essendon did on the Saturday. And I actually didn't think that Brisbane were that impressive. In, think, in fact, I think the only reason why Brisbane were over to overrun Port up there the other night on their home deck was because Port had a significant amount of injuries during the game and had some injuries early in the game too. So... I wasn't as overly impressed with Brisbane as maybe what everyone else was. And, you know, Essendon, I give them, I, I, I definitely downgrade their rating, but, but not by how much perhaps a lot of other people have. Um, Modler, thoughts on, on this one? Yeah, so I've, I've run it with the squads as they were sort of uh, ran out last week. And I've, I've got Brisbane around $1.30, which is probably about a, a goal better than the market is. But with, yeah, with that question mark around the Zorko again, I'm probably going to probably going to sit on the fence with that one. Yep. Okay. Um, the other game, Pope, that I like um, to have a, a bet in here is the uh, Port Adelaide hosting the Hawks. Um, I went to the Hawthorne North Melbourne game on the weekend, and I um, it's not going to be good for Modlers' uh, season. Um, numbers, but uh, I saw a team that I think is going to finish in the bottom four in, in my Hawks. That was a putrid game of football. That was pretty ordinary stuff, I thought. Um, but um, look, we could get McAvoy, or we should get McAvoy and Bruce back, um, which will give us a bit extra. And Port will definitely lose Aaliyah, and they could lose a couple of others. So probably, I, I did tweet this one out on Sunday, but probably no rush to actually um, bet this one. But um, we could get a bit of line movement yet just when those um, announcements get made. I think if we're getting down into the low 20s, um, I just really can't see Hawthorne getting too close here. So Port, first home game of the year. 
even if they lose a couple, they're still going to have a very, very strong team. And um, and I saw enough of them on Saturday night to think that they're going to be hungry again this season. I was a bit, I wasn't sure what, how they were going to come out, but uh, I was pretty impressed with what Port Adelaide did on, on, on Saturday night. And I think it's a bet. Interesting. I, that's not the angle I thought you'd take there. I'm, I'm gathering you probably haven't downgraded Port Adelaide too much based on losing to Brisbane on the weekend. Oh, definitely not. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I actually really rated their performance against Brisbane. Um, and uh, as I say, if, if it wasn't for a bit of bad luck with injuries, I thought they would have won that game. So, no, I, uh, if anything, it was a plus for me, not a minus. Yeah, okay. interesting. Um, Modler, any, uh, any take there? Yeah, so no surprises for me. I've, I've been bullish on, on Hawthorne with the Futures and, and last week. So, yeah, it doesn't – it rates them, you know – a bit of an edge at the market. I've got them at about three twenty or so. So um, yeah, slight edge, and probably for me, it'd probably be a, a play on the plus if you like. So yeah, okay. There, All right. Uh, so we're not really lining up uh, very well uh, so far. <laughs> well, that's okay. Thanks um, for good radio, though, Mug. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Um, don't really have too much betting interest in the next two games, uh, Pope. Um, with the uh, Melbourne uh, Gold Coast and West Coast North, um, I'm really not sure where both West Coast and North Melbourne are at. And uh, but the game that's probably been our top top sport market mover of the week, um, which is GWS Richmond. This one opened up at nine and a half, favouring the Tigers, and um, and now it's into a pick. So that's a pretty pretty big shift. Um, I don't really like tipping up games that have moved. But if you're late to the party, I still think you can take GWS at the pick. Like that's that's how you know <laughs> how much value I thought there was in the uh, in the original uh, line. Um, but I think you can still I think you can still back the GWS now and, and still be on the right side of it. Um, I, I just think GWS are a proper team, and um, Richmond. I just question where they're at. Um, they've got aging stars. They're going to lose Rewalt. And Prestia, and I think Prestia is really key for them. I don't see a lot of coming back the other way. They've got a few young boys that aren't quite up to it yet. And, um, yeah, I just think that uh, a hungry GWS, um, and they'll be looking to put a bit of a bit of stink back on the Tigers. The Tigers have hurt them um, over the last sort of five years. I, I reckon there'd be a bit in the bellies, I reckon, of some of those GWS players about the Tigers. They will be very keen to get on the MCG and uh, – and try and right one of the wrongs from over the last couple of years, I think. Um, you'd be too modest to say this, but your Sunday night tweets or Sunday evening tweets are worth following. The market generally goes in the direction you indicate on a Sunday afternoon. So for any eager listeners out there, I'd keep the Twitter feed close by come Sunday 7pm this week to see what the mug is tipping up. Well, I might not be able to anymore. JT was giving me a bit of stick saying, mate, that's enough of the uh, the Sunday night tweets. Um, no need to wake up the market if they haven't already switched on. So maybe I'll have to uh, just pull my head in a little bit there and uh, and, and and not let those rip. Um, and uh, and then on this on the Sunday, Pope, I think we've missed the price there on free. I was keen to be with them, but, uh, but I think we've missed it. So uh, in terms of an AFL summary, um, I like Essendon 16 and a half. And who knows, you might even get a little bit more um, on that one. But but I like that Essendon bet. I like uh, Port Adelaide, but probably no rush to go there. Wait for those teams. And I think you, you might get a couple of more points there. And I think despite the market already moving, I actually still think GWS is a bet. So uh, that's that's how I see it. The 
just the other interesting one from the weekend that I've heard a few times, Mug, is the performance of the young players over the weekend. The rising star status is probably the one bit off point. There's some standout performances from last weekend, wasn't there? Yeah, mate, really exciting. You know, like I don't really get uh, too much into the rising star um, uh, market, um, you know, throughout the year or after one game or, or, or whatever. But just from a fan's point of view, it's just great to see the young kids uh, coming out and, and putting on a show. I mean, that boy, Martin from Essendon, five goals in a losing team, 27 possessions off a half forward flank. I mean, the stars in the game aren't doing that, you know, like so. <laughs> 27 and five, that's pretty impressive. Um, so, you know, let's let's see how these boys um, go this week, go this year, and, and hopefully they have great careers. All right, Pope, that's, uh, that's uh, AFL chat wrapped up. Let's talk some NRL with you boys and uh, get some of your best. And we're kicking it off on Thursday night as well uh, in the NRL this week. You got the Dragons hosting the Sharks and Dragons slight outsiders at home, which uh, pricks up my ears uh, straight away. Uh, we've got one and a half line. Talk to us, mate. It's a bit of a local derby in some respects. St. George of the Warren, Cronulla too, Mug. The, the home ground isn't as pronounced here. It's in Wollongong, which isn't quite the home ground advantage for St. George of the as what their other venues are in Cogra. And the like, so that negates a little bit of that advantage to starting point, and it's going to tie into where I lean here in Cronulla. Like the, the line's one and a half there, and you know I've got Cronulla significantly a better team than St George of the Warra, so I can get that bigger, and I'm pretty strong on that. The minus of the stands, I'd be putting up a unit right now on that minus one and a half. I think it only gets bigger. They have got some injuries and the like. Couple of players missing, but. I still think they're going to be too good for St. George you are Thursday night. They're, they're a top six, top six team for me in this year's competition. Canale, yeah. So okay. I, I like them this week. All right. I love it when the Pope talks like that. Modler, are we lining up? Uh, somewhat. So, yeah, the, the model's been famously bullish, if you like, on Cronulla and St. George this year. It liked them both futures-wise. And I think it's been on them in the first year round so far. And, and as luck would have it, the stars have aligned. And I've basically rated it right on the market. So I've got... Cronulla about a dollar seventy-five, so the slightest of, of edges there. Um, you know, not enough for a, for a bet for me, but certainly not enough to, um, yeah, take away from what the Pope said either. Okay, all right. So maybe not quite consensus betting, but uh, but not disagreement. And uh, and the Pope likes the Sharks. All right, good. Um, moving right along, um, I don't know if you've got so much of a, an idea in this one, Pope. Um, well, not an idea. I don't. I don't mean to say that um, a, a lean in this one so much, but uh, I might go to the modeler because I think he does. Um, Modler, in this next game, we're going to talk about um, South Sydney Rabbitohs hosting the Roosters. Two thirty-five. The Rabbits, um, $1.60, the Roosters. And we've got a juice blind there um, at four flat. Talk to us. Yeah, so uh, as, as I mentioned before with St. George Cronulla, I think I've been on South every week so far this year and, and also part of the Roosters. So it's no surprise this week I've actually favoured uh, South at about a, a $1.80. I think, what are we seeing there? $2.35 at, at, at top yeah, sports. So I'm definitely happy to, to throw a bit out there on, on South. Yeah, excellent, mate. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Pope, can you line up there? Probably, yeah. Um, I'm not as confident as you touched on there, Mug, but I, I do probably like what 
South did. I think they found a little bit in that second half against the Storm. And Roosters, I really liked them last week against me, and that proved to be the case. But there's still a few question marks there. I think it said more about Manly than it did about Roosters in a way. So I can only be on the underdog. Um, I do like what they did in the second half there. So I think they might have turned a little bit of a corner, and I'm happy to take them into this week. So, um, so South, that's a bet for you, Pope? Yeah. It is, yeah. Okay, all right. Consensus. Let's. Um, there we go. First one of the week. Excellent. Um, Penrith, Newcastle. This is this is a twenty twenty one price for me, Mug. The Penrith are far too short in this game. The, if you look at that team on paper that's been named today, they're they're missing five or six players from their grand final winning team. Cleary's been named on extended bench, which I think the mother might touch on here, but they're uh, too short in this one. I know they're defending premiums, but this is a more condensed competition. They're, uh, Newcastle is a runner in this game. They're, they're far closer than what this line indicates. Yeah, okay. So uh, just to bring, bring the listeners up to speed there on the pricing, Top Sport have got Penrith Panthers at $1.23 and Newcastle Knights back the other way at four twenty with a with a line at 11 and a half. Um, so yeah, a, a, a decent line. Um, this one, uh, Pope, uh, out at Bathurst. So that's not the traditional uh, home ground of Penrith. Is that one of these sort of they've got a community affiliation out there, or yeah, you take it out to these uh, rural areas on a regular basis that some teams line up with. So neutral venue, yeah, obviously. Yeah, which from yeah, our well, I just wanted to touch on that because in the AFL, some of these regional uh, venues actually do have still a really strong home ground advantage, Hawthorne in Launceston, for, for example. But do we still have that? Is, is that still an advantage for Penrith or, or, it's, or it's considered neutral? How do you see that? Marginal. They, they were, they've played there before. That's probably the advantage that they do have an annual game there. So that's the upside. So it's probably worth something. But it's not, it's not a home ground advantage per se in, in the traditional sense. Okay, I'll come back to you in a second, Pope, just to ask you how you're betting. Modler, what are you seeing in this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, aligning with the Pope here. So yeah. um, I'm, I guess Pope, you touched on that this price is a 2021 price. So how much of that do you think is, is you know, priced on Cleary being on the bench? And also, I guess, on the other side, the, the probably slim chance that even though Pongal is named, he might, he might fall out again. First part of the question, minimal, because he's... <laughs> It was assumed knowledge that Clear is going to be out for three weeks, and this price has held across the weekend since this line went up. So the clear factor, I don't think, has played too much of a part to this point, and that would move on the basis of Ponga. But I'd still be prepared to take my chances. Uh, Newcastle won without Ponga on the weekend. I he's that would probably get bigger if he doesn't play, but I, I think that's just upside. I, I still think this eleven and a half without Ponga is a bet. And uh, and how do we bet here, Pope? Is it are we just taking the line, or do we take some head to head? And can we even sneak in a little cheeky margin bet? Probably won't go that far. Okay. Uh, I I probably I've touched on this multiple times. The parent defence I, I res- respect too much that to get a clear margin there, but definitely head to head. I think it's worth a play here at the head to head and the and the plus. I know I've talked in previous years around the. The plus being a defunct angle, probably, if you're going to back an underdog, back them head-to-head. But the more condensed nature of this competition, close to margins, this big line, it's definitely worth a play at the plus here. Love it. All right. Very good, mate. Um, 
Let's talk uh, my team, our team, uh, most of the listeners' team, the Melbourne Storm, $1.50 here, uh, hosting the Eels, two sixty, and we've got four and a half um, sitting here. What do we see? I think you need to preface this now by saying the injury-ravaged Melbourne Storm, Mung, they uh, down on troops in a significant way. Harry Grant's the latest casualty added oh, to that wow. this afternoon, so they're... They're down to their third-string hooker for all intents and purposes. And not just that, but Grant and Brandon Smith will be top 20 players in the competition. So they're, they're down two really significant players. On top of that, Christian Welsh, George Jennings as well. They're not playing that well. Like, they jumped out at a 14-year lead last week, but they weren't great. They played in patches the week before. I think you can only be on Parramatta here. Um, Parramatta have a good record against Storm 2. They... Corresponding fixture last year, earlier in the year, they beat them, albeit in Sydney. But I think you have to back the underdog with what's going on in the personnel ranks for the Storm at the moment. Yeah, right. And, and so that's a bet for you, Pope? Yeah, I'll be on Parramatta here, back head-to-head here at the 260. Yeah, very good. Modler? Uh, yeah, I've, I've rated this one pretty much in, in line with the market. I, when I ran it with the squads announced, I, I had a lead on, on Melbourne, but then I realised, yeah, Grant was out not long after, so I thought, Pretty much price that in line with the market. So, so yep. yeah, no, no worries. And um, and boys, the last game that we want to talk about is uh, Manly um, hosting uh, the Dogs here. Manly a dollar twenty seven. Uh, dogs three eighty. And line sitting at uh, albeit juice line ten uh, and a half. Um, I might go to you first, Modlet. Do you have a play here? I know your uh, model loves a turbo. Uh, a turbo fueled manly, um, but uh, what do we see? Yeah, they 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 certainly do. They have to, to this point. I've just my ratings have kind of cooled off on them a little bit. I've still got him reasonably clear as the best player in the comp, but um, sort of yeah, falling down to the pack a bit. He's, I think he's had a bit of a quiet start to the year. Um, and, and as with those other teams I've mentioned, I think I've liked Canterbury both both weeks this year. So I've rated them about three forty five. Um, with a 380, it's probably worth probably a half unit to me. I, I see they've come in from maybe 420 earlier in the day, so I've missed missed the price there. But yeah, at 380, I'd still say it's, it's half a half a unit for me. Yeah. Okay. Good. And and are you still are you just head to head model? Were you actually when when you're um, when you do your head to head model, will you then actually take take a bit of line as well, or, or how do you run that? Yeah. Typically, so I've got a I've got a. I guess the easiest answer is I've got a couple of models, but one, I've got a model where you can sort of price up any line. And if you can price up the line, you can price up the head-to-head as well, obviously, off the back of that. So yep. what tends to happen, if there's value on the head-to-head, then we value on the on the, on the the line as well. And, and especially for outsiders, I'll, I'll tend to take both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Pope? Yeah, I mentioned 2021 prices. This is a 2021 price. I'm not as strong as what I was in the night, Mug, but... Manly have shown nothing in the first two rounds to indicate they should be 11.5-point favourites. They've got a reputation for being flat trackers, and this is a flat trackers game, but I want to say it before I tie in 2022 that they are that same team, so I can only be on Canterbury here. Ah, nice. All right, excellent. So that's a uh, that's another one where we've uh, lined up. Well, uh, that's exciting, boys, because we've got um, basically five bets there. Um, so, Pope, you've... You're out on your own there with the Sharks and and Para uh, against the the Storm, but we've got three consensus bets there with 
Uh, the boys liking the rabbits. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're liking uh, Newcastle as the outsider, and we're and we're liking the dogs' work as the outsider there as well. I just want to make. Have I got that correct? The boys, yeah. are, the boys are uh, nodding at me. Excellent. And uh, and I guess again, just to go back and uh, and jump back into the AFL. Uh, I was talking around um, liking the idea of Essendon and uh, Port Adelaide and uh, and GWS. So we've landed there with uh, hopefully a few healthy options uh, for the listeners this week, boys. Um, excellent show. Anything anything else any of you boys wanted to cover? The only one for me, Mug, touching on the start of the show in total points. All these games have a three in front of it this week. Been a long, long time since you've seen that for NRL, so... A little bit of an indicator of where the competition is at. And uh, does that mean anything for us, Pope, from a from a betting point of view? Do we do we go back now with with some sort of um, reactionary overs multi, or is uh, or, or do we just have to wait and see? Yeah, there's a couple of those games that look a little bit low to me now, Mug. So we might pass it on to our Twitter followers later in the week, I think. All right. All right. We know conditions are, are cemented, but some of those, if dry, they, they look a bit low to me. All right. Very good. Well, uh, boys, that's uh, that's fantastic chat. Uh, thanks very much for your time and for providing the insight to the listeners. We're coming to you from, uh, um, or courtesy of Top Sport, as always. Uh, make sure you go and check them out. Jump on the website, download the app. And of course, Pope, as we always say. Yeah, we're responsible, but more importantly, gamble to win, especially on a Sunday afternoon.